In this episode, join Bridget Geeson as she interviews Lisa Thompson, GE customers from NZTE on her leadership journey. Thank you for having me. Um, I probably started my leadership journey when I was seven. So I am wow. I am the eldest of four kids, but we tended to have lots of um, children come in and out of our home as I was growing up. So um, have always been a bit bossy, and I quite um, proudly hold the bossy title. <laughs> and there's lots of women who are a bit nervous about it and think we get labelled with it. Um, I'm actually, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Um, and then uh, did a few different things in my career, but when I was 19, took a role as the receptionist at Icebreaker. Um, actually, they gave me the title of office manager because at that point they couldn't afford to pay me very much, but it was a very glamorous title. I was really just the receptionist. Um but I grew up there, uh, both professionally and personally. So worked um, with Jeremy and the Icebreaker team for 16 years through a number of different roles and took my first leadership role probably around the age of 24 um, in, a, in a sales management role. I actually led teams remotely for Icebreaker for about 10 years. Um, so learned a lot about communication at that point because my team was scattered all around New Zealand and I was living um, in Raglan working out of my garage <laughs> overlooking the beach which was pretty cool um, and then probably took my biggest leadership leap when I moved to the US for Icebreaker um, headed up there as the VP of sales had been up there for about six weeks when the president left um, so spent about three months um, asking for that job and <laughs> having them tell me that you know I wasn't quite ready, didn't have enough experience. I just kept asking, kept doing, kept showing them that actually I thought I was quite capable. Um, it's such yeah. a great lesson to learn because I think a lot of us don't actually ask sometimes. Yeah, and when I reflect on my time uh, at Icebreaker, I asked a lot. I asked for a lot of roles and asked for lots of opportunity. Um, and then when I was given it, you just have to step into it, right? And you've got to do what it takes to prove that actually it was worth them trusting mm-hmm. you um, and they did uh, and they gave me that GM role there and I did that for four years but um, you know it was a I was 32 um, new country three children under the age of four um, a, quite a diverse team which I hadn't led before the teams that I'd had in New Zealand were all very like me um, so learning to work with different styles and different people was quite a big challenge. Um, high growth at that stage. High growth, heaps of choices, heaps of opportunities in terms of where we should go. You know, in hindsight, we were we went way too wide, and I got far too excited. Um, but you know, amazing learning. Uh, and then from, we decided to come back home. Um, it just was time for me to get closer to the Fano again. We've been over there, over there for four and a half years. Came back and took a role um, in a hospitality company. The CEO as a GM, uh, the CEO, CEO and I were very unaligned culturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured that out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the lesson there was make sure you do due diligence. If it's important to you who you want to work for and the culture you want to work in, you need to understand that before you say yes. I have had that experience as well and I think actually doing due diligence on who you might be working for is 
so critical yeah um, and can be really derailing and totally derailing yeah. when you you know at that point sole income earner and, and the family realized that if I didn't leave I was probably going to get fired um but also just not feeling I wasn't adding value um, didn't feel valued it was a pretty rough mm. kind of three month landing after being with an organization icebreaker that I had absolutely loved um anyway you learn from those mm. things um and then it ended up at, uh, at NCTE about three years ago um, in a customer manager role, working with some amazing New Zealand companies. Great opportunity for me after 16 years with one organisation to see under the hood of lots of companies. Um, was in that customer manager role for three months and then um, went into a secondment role for customer director role mm-hmm. and then permanently placed into their position and now acting GM customers. Very exciting, so, yeah. Yeah, and good journey. Um, what, across that amazing journey you've had so far, are sort of three principles around leadership that you've discovered um, that stands out to you and have contributed to your success? Yeah, um, probably the, my, the first leadership lesson I got was when I was at Icebreaker, new to the GM role, um, GM of New Zealand. Um, and... I was having my performance conversation with my boss at the time and I had written very diligently in my um, performance document that I needed to go and do a finance course and an operations course because I had grown up in sales and marketing and you know I didn't know anything about those things and I was now a GM with those responsibilities um, and he kind of laughed at me and asked how um how inspired that would how inspiring that would be for me and how much I'd enjoy it and I was like well not inspiring at all and I won't enjoy it and he said well why are you doing it um just strengthen your strengths you know we we love you because of your energy and your spirit and the way you bring people together not because you can read a PL. so built bring bringing people around you to um to support you and then just continue to strengthen your strengths so I um I adopted that Mm-hmm. very quickly adopted mm-hmm. that theory because it meant that I didn't have to go and do finance courses um it was actually quite a lot of reading around that I did the I was really into strength finder for a little while ran my teams through the strength finder kind of programs and and it has stuck with me as a leader so you know often looking for the greatness in people and how do we build that up as opposed to going oh Bridget you know you need a bit of work on mm. blah 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 actually yeah. um let's let's build you up the stuff that you're awesome at great so approach. it's probably um, I've held on to a lot of one and the one more recently um, that I've kind of been using a lot is the clear is kind so it comes from Brene Brown's work been a big fan of Brene since um, I ran across her in the US a few years ago um, and as a so my natural style is very direct and very blunt um, which can be quite has been and can be quite problematic if I'm not mindful of it. Um, but I still think this principle around being clear with people is super important. So you know what's okay and what's not okay. Um, what are the what are our expectations? What does great look like? Um, great. Just try and hold on to that. It's a great a principle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Going to um, some of these these lessons, um, we talked a little bit um, earlier around self-discipline and, and what that kind of means when you bring your best leadership. Um, have you, um, you sort of mentioned some mistakes that you potentially have learnt from, would you mind sharing a little bit more about 
about them. Yeah, of course. Because um, we learn the most from our mistakes, I think, even though they make us feel uncomfortable and yucky a mm. lot. So, um, look, the biggest leadership lesson or journey for me has been around my style. So, you know, your strength is also can also be your shadow. So my strength is um, a, a lots of energy, go-getter, I move at pace, I'm pretty direct, I tell it like it is, I wear my heart on my sleeve. All really great stuff, but um, I can move too fast, I can dismiss people, I can, um, the frustration in my voice will show, the disappointment in my voice will show, I will um, not consider sometimes how someone is feeling before I deliver a message or how it might land with them and make them feel. So the mistakes I've made have the biggest ones have always been around people um, and and simply not slowing down, not taking the time to consider how stuff's going to land for them or what's going on for them potentially at any given time. Um, yeah, and upsetting people, right? It's mm. not, it doesn't feel great. Mm. And you don't get the best out of anyone when they're in a defensive or a, a fight mode. I've been in that place myself and you're never performing at your best when you're like that. Um, so what changes have you made or do you have a changed approach now that you've, you've got these learnings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lots of little things I do. Um, so I do quite a lot of breathing. Um, I, I, I am committed to not rushing around the office, so just walking mm. slowly. Um, I do some work where if I'm going from meeting to meeting I just take a breath and I consider who I need to be in my next meeting how do I need to turn up for this person or this team um, I have done quite a lot of work on delivery and tone mm-hmm. so um, yep the message is important but how you give the message is probably more important mm-hmm. um, setting up space for people now so hey um, Bridget I'd really love to have a chat with you about what happened yesterday, could we do that tomorrow morning, mm. um, getting your agreement before we dive into that conversation. Rather um, than the on-the-fly feedback. Which, yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Um, and They're then just, great tips. Yeah, and yeah. understanding people more. So I really love some of the work you can do around communication styles. Um, you know, I'm an expressive, so expressive and analyticals don't always work that well together. But I think when you can figure it out with someone, actually that diversity or difference can be very powerful. Mm. Um, so I tr- just try and spend time learning about people more, more mm. now. Because um, right. if, if you run into someone who's like you, um, actually you can do all that stuff on the fly mm. and it works really well for them. Just as, so uh, just adapting my style um, right. more than I used to. Really good tips, and I um, will re-listen to this and put them into practice because I know that um, it's something something for me to work on as well. The right? um, biggest moment of realisation came for me one night when I was at home chopping carrots, and I was chopping the carrots like I had like 20 seconds to chop a whole pile of carrots. I was like, well, I'm not quite sure why I was chopping the carrots so fast. And I was like, you can just slow down. You can just slow down. Yeah, different moments. Yeah. Um, now I know that you've got a, you know, a great family. Um, I'm really interested to know how you manage your leadership role and your big, large team of people in Whanau at NZTE with your um, family and, and your, what priorities do you 
have to help you do that. Yeah, with the whānau at home. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there's no secret that it's not easy and some days are better than others. Um, I've got better at prioritising the family. So, you know, some things I do, so two mornings a week I'm on mum duty and other three mornings my husband's on dad duty. So on those mornings I have it blocked out on my calendar, so I'm blocked out till nine, Mm. um, which gives me heaps of time Mm. to drop the kids off without being stressed and rushed. Um, I have the times between six and eight blocked out on my calendar, particularly if I'm in Christchurch at home, Mm -hmm. I'm not travelling, because that's dinner time and homework time and bedtime bath time um and I get home and I just put my phone away so I'm just so I, I guess over some over time I've developed a, a quality not quantity necessary um mm-hmm. perspective on that um we're quite uh strict about our dinner time so everyone is at the dinner table we don't have books and we don't have electronics and we don't have a tv so the tv is not on mm. so that's a time where we regroup as a family um, and then I'm pretty good at not working on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's my time with my mm. my whānau. Mm. Um, I'm also a prolific holiday taker. <laughs> so I never have any, any holiday owing. And I'm actually quite known to take unpaid leave. Yeah. So um, I, just, I, I know, I'm really conscious there are times I need to reconnect with my family. And I will take an extra day or we'll make sure we head away for a couple of days. Little mini breaks. Um, Great. To connect. Really good tips. Um, what do you do to take care of your people um, and your team hmm. at work? Um, so I think I think it's often about the little things, right? So it's knowing when someone's mum's gone into hospital and giving them a ring just to see how they're doing. It's um, observing a time when they've done some great work and acknowledging that through an email or a written card. Um, it's sharing some of their successes with their peers, um, so we, we help build them up. Um, it's remem- it's remembering stuff that's happening in their world, mm. so and being generally interested in it. Mm. Um, what are their kids up to? What is their partner up to? Um, I think that's how you take care of people. Mm. Um, the clearest kind is taking care of people. People yeah. need to know where they stand with yeah. you um, and with the organisation, which is not always easy, actually. Mm. Um, listening to Global Woman Activate Leadership Participant Bridget Gason interview Lisa Thompson. If you enjoyed this interview, please listen to others from this season under the Global Woman Activate Leadership 2019 banner.